Um, your video's off, so I'm just assuming that you're dabbing the whole time. Oh, constantly. Every other word is muffled because of all the dabs. <laughs> Welcome to Think Outside the Box at the Internet's Only Outrage Machine, and I'm Nathan Hunt. And I'm Cameron DeWitt, and my guitarist has a first name, it's J-O-H-N. My guitarist has a second name, it's M-A-Y-E-R. Uh, That's right, we're talking about John Mayer. <laughs> I like your song. I think. Thank you. I, I, think, Be- I think it's... Becca, a uh, friend of the show and a partner of me, uh, was like, "Did you you did the Oscar Mayer bit, right? <laughs> and I was like, no! <laughs> we'll have to do that episode, too. Oh. I didn't realize that... that okay, I didn't know the song. Some, you don't know that no. song? About baloney? My baloney is a first name? Uh, no, you're thinking of you uh, just My Bologna by uh, Weird Al Yankovic. Okay. My Bologna. You know. This is episode two, this is episode two. of season eighteen. Season eighteen. We're uh we're listening to all John Mayer's albums in order. This one is his album Heavier Things from two thousand three. And what do you think, Cameron? Is it heavier things? You know, um, yeah. Are the things heavier? I think this album is more introspective. And to some extent more successfully introspective, maybe, Mm -hmm. than the last one. Yeah. I think John Mayer has done a little bit more growing up, Mm -hmm. or is trying to, (laughs) at least. Mm -hmm. A lot has happened since 2001, when he released the first album. Oh boy, this is post-9-11 John Mayer. Yeah, I'm assuming the first one was pre-9-11, because it was 2001, and he was probably working on it. I don't know what the release date was, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I mean, even if it was post-9-11 when it was released, he didn't write any of the songs after 9-11. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, so this would be um, Iraq War John Mayer, or pre-Iraq War John Mayer, oh boy. I guess. Yeah. I'm assuming um, that all of his albums are going to coincide with conflicts with um, uh, uh, Middle Eastern NGOs <laughs> or, or governments. Or just geos. Huh. <laughs> um, yes, I'm sure that is going to be the case. Um, I don't have anything to add to that. Uh, I, I'm considering Al Qaeda an NGO. I was, I was going to say, it's like, technically true, right? I guess technically, uh, NGO stands for non governmental organization. I guess technically, yeah. that is true. I guess. This is an NGO right here. Think outside the box set. Uh, the world's best NGO. The 501c3. <laughs> uh, it is It is profoundly non-profit. It's profoundly non-profit. Everyone donate to our charity. You can find it at yeah. support.boxset.website. In the arms of an angel. <laughs> um, yeah. What do, you, what do you think about this album? What do you want to say about uh, it? Sum it up. Uh, um, apparently, he thought that the album title was the, I think he said, the dumbest, most inarticulate way of talking about what the album is supposed to be. Um, I think it's completely nondescript you know, and dumb, so. he says. It's kind of blunt, you know? I think in the way that the cover appears, quote, heavier things is the most inarticulate way you can describe the record. Well, 
I think I think it makes a lot of sense, and I think Room for Squares fucking sucks. Yeah. Eh. <laughs> Whatever, John Mayer. I think it's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, He's talking about heavier subjects, heavier things, but it's all internal. It's introspective. It's pensive. Mm-hmm. Some of it is annoying. Some of it I appreciate. It's 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 really deep. I think uh, it's a, it's it's a new deep. I would say. All right. <laughs> a lot of this was apparently uh, recorded in his apartment. John, uh, John Mayer's apartment, that is. Uh, I believe you know, that. I recognize quite a few of these songs. I, I think, like, everyone on my dorm floor in college had this album and was oh, played sometimes. I don't know. It was very popular. Really? Yeah. That's, that's interesting, because I'm assuming you didn't go to college until 2007? I went to college Eight? in... <laughs> because I'm only <laughs> years old. 2006? <laughs> I guess it wouldn't have been that, that old at that point. <laughs> no offense. Uh, yeah, so I don't know. It, 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 it seemed popular among like the, um, the people who had pretensions to sophistication... Or some like musicians sure. also like, seem to be like John Mayer. <laughs> yeah, like John Mayer. God, I'm looking at this. Oh man, I'm looking at this music video for Clarity, the first track, and uh, he's wearing a a blazer, like a, a casual blazer with a like a boring dumpy hoodie underneath and a t shirt. Remember when that was a big look? Oh, I used yeah. to wear that look all the time. <laughs> blazer and t shirt and hoodie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, I'm really glad that hasn't stood the test of time. <laughs> God, look how bad he looks. Oh, well, now I need to look Ugh. it up. Let's see. John. His hair his haircut is bad in this too. I mean, only in combination with the rest of him. Oh, there it is. There's that hoodie. Like there's too many frumpy things going on. If his hair was the only frumpy thing, it would look fucking great. More like frump mayor. <laughs> Donald Trump over here. <laughs> oh yeah, there it is. Uh, yeah. he, he looks like a, he looks like he wants to look like Mark Zuckerberg or something. <laughs> He's auditioning for the Social Network. Um, should we get to the f- first song? I guess so. I that's about all I have to say about the album itself. Let, let me give one huh? background thing. I forgot to say this last week. Um, so Wikipedia says that. Uh, after watching Michael J. Fox's guitar performance as Marty McFly in Back to the what? Future, Mayer became fascinated with the instrument. When he turned 13 years old, his father rented one for him. What? Yeah. That's what did it? That was his, like, that was the moment. He he could not be Your playing. kids are going to love it. Uh, yeah. I mean, but he could not be playing music that is more diametrically opposed to what Marty McFly plays. Yeah. Like, that's a very energetic solo. He's tearing it up on the stage. He's having a great old time appropriating all kinds of stuff uh, and hopping and yeah. skipping around. And John Mears is kind of like, feels like he's uh, constantly on uh, 10 to 70% doses of uh, tranquilizers. <laughs> it's, a, it's a very sleepy sound. Yes. Um, here's something else. Uh, when he was 17, he got a cardiac dysrhythmia and was hospital- hospitalized. Um, and he says that that was the moment the songwriter in me was born. How? Um, Would it, wait, in what way? What? Um, I don't know. Well, he said he started suffering panic attacks. 
and he didn't, uh, he thought he might have to like enter a mental institution and he, um, has to like take anti anxiety, anxiety medication. Um, apparently it was just like a very, uh, a scary time Mm -hmm. at like a crossroads in his life. And so I think that that kind of kickstarted the the introspective John Mayer that we know and regard. I guess so. I mean, it's he really seems to have this habit of kind of just like saying two things in the same sentence, but not really <laughs> saying how they're connected. Okay, I, I get yeah. you had a heart dysrhythmia, and I get that you are a songwriter and you write songs. Connect the dots for me, John Mayer. How did the heart dysrhythmia like cause you to be ha- cause your songwriter to be born? Yeah, I guess if I were to connect the dots, I would say that my experience of John Mayer so far, and my impression of him before I started listening to his music for this season of Think Outside the Box set, uh, was that he's like a kind of a, a, a myopic individual, mm-hmm. and I'm wondering if. Um, his sort of brush with death um, or illness has sort of, um, you know, at, at a time in your life when you're supposed to be myopic, maybe sort of amplified it. Mm-hmm. So, hence the famous John Mayer quote: um, "Dance like no one's watching." Yeah, <laughs> live, laugh, love is 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 uh, what he coined his phrase. Um, uh, think, brood. And say problematic yes. things is what's on his wall. <laughs> exactly. Wow. Apparently, um, this album has a promotional bonus disc, which uh, features a cover of Kid A by Radiohead. Oh, wow. I bet that's bad. I bet it's not good. You want to listen to it? <laughs> yeah, let's listen to it. Let's listen to the whole thing. This is not the Radiohead song I would choose to cover, especially on an acoustic guitar. <laughs> right. distortion on your piece of guitar there John Mayer <laughs> he sounds so sleepy oh my god yeah. Kid A's not yeah, Tom a Tom York sounds s- sleepy but like he's like fighting it <laughs> yeah he sounds exciting. like a, a sleepy person who is in distress in major distress yeah. and trying not to fall asleep and also uh, also kind of having a panic attack <laughs> yeah he, he sounds like my 15 month old son <laughs> he does a few times he? a day. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's pretty accurate, I think. Yeah. All right. Um, oh, yeah. I guess we should get into the songs, huh? The real ones. Yeah. Let's talk about clarity. Clarity. Let's have a moment of clarity. Say what you will about John Mayer. He, he's he got some earworms. And yeah, probably the, brainworms the as well. Oh, God. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> um, uh, you're giving me flashbacks to middle school wrestling. Brainworms? What? <laughs> oh, I thought you said ringworm. Oh, no. I said brainworms. <laughs> okay. No, that's fine. Um, the oohs are uh, catchy. 
Yes, that's what I meant. And his, it, a lot of it's just the timbre of his sweet falsetto voice. Yeah. Uh, which I like more than his normal sort of like scratchy. <laughs> your body, your body is a wonderland. <laughs> like the, his, yeah. his weird, like that kind of voice. Yeah. There's like a little bit of, uh, a little bit more clarity to it. If you will. Ah, a little bit that's more the name of the song. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Mostly, though, this song is pretty boring. Yep. But that, that part is nice. But, Cameron, but how can you it, say it's boring with a chorus like this? And I will wait to find if this will last forever. And I will wait to find if this will last forever. And I will pay no mind when it won't. And it won't because it can't. It just can't. It's not supposed to. Oh, man. It's very clear what he's talking about <laughs> and why it matters and what the it yeah. refers to. Yeah. It's a very high stakes song uh-huh. with a lot on the line <laughs> and a clear stance. And a clear yes. objective. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I again, like we we talk about this sometimes. You know, like this song doesn't mean anything to me, and is not useful to me. I could yep. see someone who maybe feels like this, uh, easily easily projecting their feelings onto the song, yeah. and just sort of having it resonate with them. Um, that doesn't mean that the song is necessarily good. Yeah. I feel like a good song should um, should actually bring you there, even if you don't want to go there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Non-consensual songs are the best songs, says Cameron DeWitt. <laughs> no, I'm saying, like, um, I, I, I prefer not to get, like, pensive in this sort of, like, myopic way um, it's, that John well, it's Mayer like seems to get. It's an unfocused way. That's, yeah, that's what's aggravating about it. I think it's like it's, I don't want to feel it, pensive and melancholy about nothing. Yeah, <laughs> I, I do enough of that on my own. Yeah, he's exactly. doing my own it's, time. It's it's a thing I try to avoid. Yeah, you know, and so like, but it is hypothetically a powerful feeling. But um, if it was like a really good song, it would like take me there to go feel that. And this doesn't. Hour, it's just yeah. like this is a less urgent than the the directionless um the sort of direct directionless malaise that i feel in my nor- normal life is yeah i feel like, like that's more urgent than this song this song is the uh musical equivalent of a starbucks commercial of someone uh cozily cradling a cup of coffee in their hands while looking out uh outside the window at uh the rain it's like that's what this song is <laughs> and it has about as much depth yeah, every time I get that Pike Place roast, I go, woo-hoo! <laughs> <laughs> woo-hoo. Uh, okay. Um, there are some moments in this album that kind of reminded me of, like, Macklemore-isms, or I guess uh, Ryan Lewis-isms, mm. more specifically, mm-hmm. um, like, in its production. Specifically, like, the piano and brass stuff. Mm-hmm. You want to play this? Sounds sure. Simple? Yeah. I think this is actually nice. That is pretty nice. That's it. It's pretty yeah, subtle. It's, it's it's a welcome kind of change of texture, even mm-hmm. though it is also pretty smooth. To just have some like little staccato notes in there, yes. mm-hmm. uh, mix that low. The song would be, I think, pretty unbearable without it. <laughs> it comes right on time. Mm-hmm. 
there's some artist notes about the song. Mm, yeah. During a, an interview from that year. It really sums up who I am as a guy, you know? What? If you really want to know... <laughs> I hate it when people talk about talk about their gender at like as a stand-in for humanity. Yes. You know, it's like you're not talking he's not about to talk about masculinity. No, he's not. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. If you really want to know what it would be like to be in a to be alone in a room with me after no, I'm done being on. Uh, yeah, exactly. That's kind of what that song feels like to me. You know, I deal with a lot of worry in my life. A lot of unnecessary worry. I think everybody does. And it's a song that I've given to myself. What? I think most songs you give to other people. What? You give to the world. And this just so happens to be one of those songs that's come back to serve myself. Oh, you know, John Mary, he's so philanthropic with yes. the subjects of his oh, songs. So yeah. Giving. He's so giving. When are you going to so write generous. a song for you, John Mayer? It's altruism is what I'd call it. <laughs> yeah. God, he gives the worst interviews. He starts talking about one thing and doesn't talk about it and ends up talking about six different things, but still doesn't really talk about them either. He just kind of lightly brushes against the surface level of many different topics. Just kind of like wandering around. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, at the end of the day, it's always going to come back to uh, how he's the, the bodhisattva of songwriters. Oh, no. Essentially. Oh, no. Is that a quote? <laughs> No, I'm just that's sort of what he's saying. Oh yeah. Just, he's he's constantly giving these songs up to everyone else. Um and he also says a lot of songs that I write are about not knowing oh, and boy. being lost and feeling cornered. We've heard a little bit of that so far. Clarity is about a feeling that doesn't even last as long as a song does. <laughs> then wait, what? Then why did you make it a whole song? <laughs> You could have made it a shorter song, at least. Uh, every once in a while, when everything lines up, you know, I got extra on my paycheck. I got Monday off, and this girl loves me. It's kind of like waking up to that for a minute. I'm an a-hole, because I don't have enough oh. fun with myself. That's why myself you're an a-hole? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I take myself too seriously a lot of the time, and so clarity is a reminder to myself, dude... You don't even say dude in that. Just oh say God. dude every once in a while and don't worry about it. Yeah, you're right. He's fucking awful. At, you know what, <laughs> Cameron, all that stuff I said about him being bad at interviews and constantly switching topics every three or four words, I take it all back. That was completely coherent. I understood everything <laughs> as it was happening and it had a complete through line of uh, the point he was making. So, Dude, you don't even say dude enough. Dude, you don't Just even say, say dude, dude enough. Oh, boy. Uh, you want to move on to Bigger Than My Body? Yeah, probably should. It's his song about his penis. I'm surrounded all this pavement. Guess I circle while I'm waiting for my fuse to dry. Now, Cameron, do we stand a short king? <laughs> of course. Always. Okay. I think this is John Mayer's uh, Napoleon Complex song. <laughs> That's the only thing I can take away from it. Speak on that. Well, he says, someday I'll Go fly. Off. Someday I'll, f I'll soar. Someday I'll be so damn much more because I'm bigger than my body gives me credit for. Yeah. Feels like he's, he he's talks about he, he talks about his body a fair amount in this album. Which I think is interesting because, you know, in the last album, he's talking about 
other people's bodies, mm-hmm. especially in that one song. Mm-hmm. Um, in Clarity, the last track, he says, I worry. I weigh three times my body. What is... Yeah, that's, we, there was some odd moments in the lyrics that we didn't get to in that song, but that is one of them. I just think it's interesting that he's talking about his body, and he's talking about his body in a sort of, like, dissociative way. Yeah. Maybe he's an egg. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Um, so, there's... God, this song is so incoherent. This is a call to the colorblind. This is an IOU. I'm stranded behind a horizon line tied up in something true. Okay. And then uh-huh. he has this pre-chorus. Yes, I'm grounded. Got my wings clipped. I'm surrounded by all this pavement. Okay, that's all well and good. Guess I'll circle while I'm waiting for my fuse to dry. Excuse me? Do you think birds have fuses? You that The fuse just like comes way out of nowhere. Like the, he had yeah. like this extended metaphor of like, yeah, I'm a, I'm like a bird. I want to fly away, etc. cetera. Uh, but, but also, also I have a dynamite. fuse. <laughs> I have a fuse going into my asshole and I'm waiting for it to dry <laughs> so I can light it up and shoot off like a rocket to the moon because I'm a bird and that's what birds do. Um, I'm watching the music video right now. It's really boring. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a surprise. He's just... Again, he's just wearing a blazer and a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he's like busking, but he's like floating like a, a foot off the ground, but I'm not really sure why. Um, he, yeah, he, this whole music video seems to be about how sort of othered he is and how sort of like how boring he is or how much he just sort <laughs> of like blends in with everyone else. And I guess the song is about how someday he'll like, you know, f- find himself apart or elevated. Um, I think. Oh, yeah. I think he's I looking think at like a what a happened is They're going to make a remake of the movie Big. And this is going to yeah. be the song that played over the montage when Tom Hanks is a kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm looking big. at the clarity at the clarity music video, too. It's just like him in crowds of people. But he's just sort of obscured. Like, I think there is so some deep. sort of complex here, but <laughs> I think he's okay. worried that he's not special. I'm going to search a couple things <laughs> on Google right now. About. How tall is John Mayer and John okay. Mayer net worth and John Mayer feet? And, uh, oh shit, he is 6'3". My God. That's big. He's a big, big boy. Wow. I mean, he's lanky. Oh, it has his weight measurements too at celebritytall.com if you can believe it. 181 pounds. 63 and 180, that's that's svelte. That's svelte. Uh <laughs> apparently his body measurements are speculated to be 40 33 14.5. God, I, the internet. <laughs> the internet was a mistake. <laughs> uh oh man. Okay. So, Bigger Than My Body is the first single released by John Mayer from his second album, Heavier Things. John composed the song after going to a Coldplay concert, and it's, it explains the frustration of not being able to get the music outside of his body. Wait, what? Hang on. Ah, Chris Martin is inside me. He's <laughs> possessing me like a ghost. I'm all yellow. <laughs> I don't, uh, I don't understand how the how how that I don't understand how that works. 
You ever just like walking around and you're like, all of a sudden you're walking to the beat of and you're like, you got the music in you. Don't it's give up. It's just too catchy. It's just too powerful and stirring of music. Oh, it's yeah. Coldplay. It's life changing. All right. Um, do I have any sound samples? No. I don't have anything to say about Bigger Than My Body. Was this a pretty big single? I, I remember hearing this song a lot. I don't remember it at all. I don't think I remember any of this album, oh, honestly. Really? Let's talk about Something's Missing. Okay. This is a song about, like, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, but he's, like, he's pretty high up on the pyramid, mm-hmm. and it. I guess he wants us to root for him to get to the top, mm-hmm. to get that sweet self-actualization, but I don't think he's giving any hints that he's going to get there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Especially when, yeah, he's, he's dizzy from the shopping mall. I searched for joy, but I bought it all. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I I feel Hot like takes about consumerism there. Yeah, it's yeah. I feel like this is one of his more um, coherent songs that we've seen so far. It actually appears to be about a subject, and it has like kind of a progression to it. Um, it is kind of a silly, uh, very juvenile take on consumerism, uh, yeah. but that doesn't make it not true. I'm dizzy from the sure, shopping sure, sure. mall. I searched for joy, but I bought it all. It doesn't help the hunger pains and a thirst I'd have to drown first to ever satiate. Like, there's something kind of good there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that that's not it a is bad more, image. It is more co- it is more coherent than the last two songs. I think. yes, absolutely. Yeah, and it, he, you know, he's he's not wrong about like consumerism. Like he do, he doesn't appear to really understand it all that well, or like, um, <laughs> have. More than like a, I don't know, like a 14 year old's take on like consumerism and whatnot. Um, yeah, that's that's the thing. We've talked about this before, like um, with like Alanis Morissette. Like her first album is so satisfying because she is above, she has, she has some like perspective that she's sort of on top of so she can like really articulate a cool idea, you know, about her anger and her passion and etc. But the rest of her albums, she's kind of underneath all of the feelings that she's expressing. Mm-hmm. And uh I feel like John Mayer is in this song kind of underneath the feelings that he's expressing. And I guess there's a pot it's possible to like express yourself while you're in the middle of something and not necessarily have something to say about it. But mm-hmm. it also kind of stresses me out to watch people make art about things that they're underneath. Yeah. Um, they don't have, um, it ca- I think my therapist used to put it as uh, the observing ego. They just like, don't have that yeah. perspective. It kind of reminds me of um, Louis CK. I think a, a, the reason a lot of people really liked Louis CK uh, is because he had 
he had a lot of really <laughs> like looking back on it a lot of I- interesting um appeals to moderate common sense that were pretty compelling a lot of the time mm-hmm. um like it just makes sense to like uh force women to like be there as you masturbate like that's just common sense however where i was going with <laughs> or this to say is the n-word when- as a white guy just common sense <laughs> I, I remember before he got canceled, um, I and before the stories uh, made their way to me and to people in general, um, as opposed to just like a you know not so hidden industry secret. Right. Um, I remember thinking, wow, when Louis C.K. talks about sex, he doesn't have this perspective that. <laughs> Like, he doesn't seem to have any sort of wisdom about it. And sometimes what he's talking about is kind of funny. But it also seems like um, he kind of seems, like, dangerous and edgy. And mm-hmm. I wonder if he's just heightening, you know, some you know, his dissatisfaction. And then you kind of find out, no. Nope. <laughs> he's actually <laughs> if anything, not exaggerating <laughs> when he's doing his bit. He's trying to, like, process something on stage and the reason why it's uncomfortable to watch is because it's true. Mm-hmm. Um, and because you're, you know, it's hard to watch people while they're underneath something and it's not very satisfying. Um, especially in a, in something as personal as a song or, um, a comedy routine or something, you know, if it's a character in a film, it can be mm-hmm. hard, but you're like, well, I know that the director or the, the writer sees this character and has an observing ego because it's separate. Right. You know, yeah. but if it's, the, you know, if the performer and the writer are the same person, it's like, yeah, what are you? <laughs> it's hard to watch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> are you sure this is a song? Maybe this should be like a therapy session. Yeah, exactly. You know? <laughs> or a conversation with a friend. Mm-hmm. Um, or a yeah. confession. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I took, uh, I took some sound samples um, of some funny lyrics. Do you want to play the funny lyrics? Yes. Samples? Here we go. So that's his hierarchy of needs. Yeah. <laughs> that's the pyramid right there. Friends check. Money check. A well-slept check. Opposite sex check. Guitar check. Microphone check. Messages waiting on me when I come home check. I'm surprised he didn't go uh, further into it and saying like um, soundboard check. PA system check. Electricity check. Stage to perform on check. Uh, everyone's publicity attention. Check. Publicity. Publicity. <laughs> <laughs> uh. There's definitely not a privilege check happening here. Nope. Um, that is for sure. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, uh, yeah, play that other... This is a, a funny little... A, a very Dave Matthews lyric, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I wish there was an over-the-counter test for loneliness. 
for lonely for loneliness like this. Um, you could get a s- prescription. <laughs> like, are you just too lazy or <laughs> you need it now? Yeah. I need to know whether I'm lonely. It, yeah. You can't tell on your own. Better go, get those lab results. Uh, yeah. yeah, this this bridge. I can't be sure that this state of mind is not of my own design. I wish there was an over-the-counter test for loneliness. Mm-hmm. Uh, those don't seem like ideas that are connected necessarily. Uh, yeah. Well, what else should we talk about? I feel like we could spend a lot of time talking about Come Back to Bed. Okay. Potentially. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you have anything to say about New Deep. Um, not necessarily. I mean, I'll, I'll I, call it follow, follow your lead. I definitely want to talk about daughters, uh, but other than that, I'll um, follow your lead. Let, let's say this about New Deep. Um, this New Deep is about him overanalyzing everything, and he probably just needs to relax. That's what the song is about. Dude, which is an interesting I feel like he doesn't sort of, say dude enough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I feel like it's sort of a response, like a self-imposed, like it's a backlash to himself and mm-hmm. his like uh, malaise. Mm-hmm. So, but I don't necessarily. We've talked about that stuff enough. Yes, exactly. Let's let's talk about talk about come back to bed. Okay. So tell me what I did. I can't find where the moment went wrong at all. This is a pretty shitty song. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like the, the the things that the speaker is saying in this song mm-hmm. uh, are are shitty. Um, basically. Uh, the first and second person are in, are having a fight, and uh, the romantic partner or sexual partner in uh, in the song, um, the second person is deciding to go sleep somewhere else, sleep on the couch, mm-hmm. sleep back at their place, whatever. And uh, John Mayer's character is saying, "Come back to bed." You can be mad in the morning. I'll take back what I said. Just don't leave me alone here. It's cold, baby. Oh, my God. It's so pathetic uh, he's and, also, like, codependent. Oh, yeah. And he's and he's doing a lot of... Um, he's sort of denying responsibility. Mm-hmm. You know, so tell me what I did. I can't find where the moment went wrong at all. Um, mm. <laughs> uh, you know, Cameron, it's, it's just these women, and they're, they're just, like... They, sometimes they just go crazy and you like, you don't even know what you did. And you probably didn't say something super shitty or like say a racial slur or talk about your David Duke dick. Like they, they, they just go crazy over nothing. Cameron. Yeah. Yeah. It's basically like you're being hysterical. Come back to bed. Exactly. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. That, this yeah, guy, knows. you could be mad in the morning or the afternoon instead. But don't leave me 98 and six degrees of separation from you, baby. I don't, I'm um, not sure what that's supposed then, to mean. <laughs> I think the 98 is like degrees, like body his, temperature. His favorite band. Yeah. 98 degrees. <laughs> una noche. Yeah. It's basically um, is una noche. Yeah. He's saying, I want your body. Mm-hmm. 
and I don't want to be separate from your body. Um, we, he's asking her to like dissociate. I want your body so I don't have to be alone. And then we can have a fight in the morning, but like, don't, and at the end of the song, he says, why don't, uh, he says, don't hold your love over my head. Oh my God. That's such an awful thing to say. Yeah. <laughs> uh, especially in context of like an argument where it's pretty clear that he was definitely the one in the wrong and said something just completely in- indefensible. <laughs> yeah. Like we know, we know Absolutely. what the score, John Mayer. Yeah. Oh boy. Uh, yeah, the uh, the genius annotation says John Mayer's ode to the simple idea that whenever a woman is mad at a man, <laughs> that man has no idea what he did wrong. Even if he did do something wrong, all he wants is to cherish their time together before he messes up again. In oh quotes, my God. Um, I love that. I don't that know. It says how- <laughs> whenever a woman is wrong is mad at yeah. a man <laughs> every single time. <laughs> yeah. Oh uh, boy. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and the worst part is the worst part is that John Mayer wrote this song and he, he sat back with a satisfied smirk on his face and he said, man, I'm so sweet. I just wrote the sweetest song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. It's, it's interesting. Like he has all this introspection when there's no uh, one else around, but he doesn't know what to do with it. Mm-hmm. And then this is sort of the first song about another person entering the picture. Absolutely not introspective. Yeah. <laughs> Anti-introspective. It's outrospective. Yeah. He's like, w- once someone else is challenging his inner process or his character, he's like, well, I don't want to think about myself. <laughs> I want to have you around me. I want, you know, I want your body. Um, and I think that's pretty telling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that's what I have to say about come back to bed. I thought it was really fucking gross. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, I don't know if I have anything else. Um, we can talk about daughters. Yeah. Here's something. I don't think I listened to daughters. Really? I accidentally put it on, um, on a shuffle. And I was like, oh. man, the, the flow of this album is really strange. Oh. And I thought I listened to everything. I don't think I listened to this. So you're going to have to introduce me to it. Okay, well, let me introduce you to the Grammy Award-winning Song of the Year from 2004. All right. Now I'm starting to see Maybe it's got nothing to do with me <laughs> There it is again. Mm-hmm. bigger to your daughter Daughters will love like you do. So, uh, are you familiar with the Electra Complex? Is that the opposite of, or, or the, the counterpart to the Oedipal yeah. Complex? Yeah, exactly. Um, I don't know the, what, I don't know the myth behind it. Uh, oof. I don't think it's quite as uh, explicit as the myth of Oedipus, but... Yeah, uh, I think there's a little bit of something there. I for, I forget the details. Um, no, no reason I'm bringing that up. Just, just, uh, just kind of. <laughs> by the way, um, <laughs> I know a girl. She puts the color inside of my world, but she's just like a maze where all of the walls all continually change. And I've done all I can to stand on the steps with my heart in my hand. Now I'm starting to see. Maybe it's got nothing to do with me. Camera women be crazy, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, the like 
you can be mad in the morning. Tell me what I did. Yeah. <laughs> you know? She's like a maze, Cameron. Yeah. Like her t- weird twisted mind. And I've done all I can. You know, I, I, I've, I've been doing everything <laughs> I can. And she's, she's, she's just, she's just crazy. Um, and in conclusion, fathers be good to your daughters. Daughters will love like you do. Girls become lovers who turn into mothers. So mothers be good to your daughters too. Yeah, it's a little, little extra on the on the end there. Uh huh. It's it's written like a frick. It's like a, it's like a fucking nursery rhyme. <laughs> be kind to your. What is that? This be kind to your feathered friends or whatever. For a duck, maybe somebody's mother. He he just wrote a song <laughs> just like that. Oh shit. <laughs> uh, no. Mm. Um, what about this bridge? the bridge do you have a sound sample of it or uh no i no. didn't listen to oh, this didn't listen at all but I, this is actually the one song i do remember i oh. did hear this at oh the time. you did hear this at the time okay yeah um this bridge is boys you can break mm-hmm. you find out how much they can take boys will be strong and boys soldier on but the boys would be gone without warmth from a woman's good good heart see women are but boys exist for the patriarchy to break mm-hmm. and for and, and women homoerotic there yeah and <laughs> and women exist to uh or girls exist to um fix and heal the boys that patriarchy broke yeah or that so, john mayer broke yeah <laughs> on behalf of every man looking out for every girl oh. you are the god and weight of her world oh my god my fucking god this this one Grammy for song of the year, <laughs> song of the year, Cameron. Oh boy, this is yeah. like uh, men are from Mars, like type shit too. Absolutely, it's yeah. And the thing is, like, <laughs> it's not like any of these. There there are little bits of truth in all of these ideas that, like, yes, like parents um, affect their kids. And, you know, you learn a lot of gender and sexuality from your parents and it affects your ability to relate to other people. Um, And, you know, that happens regardless of your gender, but it happens in specifically gendered ways, you know, with different combinations of child and parent, depending on their genders. And uh, there's, you know, all of that stuff is true, but I... (laughs) But I think that uh, John Mayer doesn't know enough about these things yes. to responsibly write a song about them, and that is the yes. problem. Yes, <laughs> clearly. And and it's the it's like the it's anti artistically put. It is, he could not be stating it in a more <laughs> artless way. Fathers, be good. To, he's literally just straight up hectoring us and telling everyone what to do. Fathers, be good to your daughters. Daughters will love like you do. He, this he's sermonizing Cameron. This is not a song. Yeah. This is like a fucking like Hallmark card. Uh, yeah. Com- combined with like a sermon. It's, it's really bad. Yeah. And at the end of the day, he's, he's shirking more responsibility. You know, he's yeah. saying like, man, all you dads and moms, you fucked up all these, all these women that I want to get with. Yeah. And it's your fault that, uh, it keeps God. not working out over and over and over yeah. again. God, women really do be crazy. They just must have daddy issues. It's got nothing to do with me. <laughs> They're fucking dads. Oh man, that's that's what made him so psycho and hysterical. Yeah. <laughs> My God. 
it, if if like i feel like john mayer is like an onion of misogyny like oh yeah like it has the thinnest <laughs> make you cry yeah it makes you cry <laughs> it has the like thinnest skin on top of it and you just peel that skin off and you get more and more and more layers of misogyny it's like it's misogyny all the way down and and it's you know it's not overt he's not like running around like calling women names he's not like the the outspoken bigotry but he's just like everything he says is just um it's this odd combination of just like blatant misogyny but stated in like this soft boy type way yep it's really gross yeah uh, uh, but you know why would you think critically about that when you win a granny you're gonna grammy a granny <laughs> when, you, <laughs> when win you win a, a grammy for uh song of the year you know yeah oh boy all right let's 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 uh let's let's read this interview uh oh he was interviewed by berkeley college of music and he said the story behind daughters becoming a hit is about trusting someone else's view is it if I hadn't done that, it wouldn't have been a single, and people would have forgotten the Heavier Things album completely. But someone heard the song and said it would work. I said it wouldn't. Well, I guess I agree with John Mayer for once. Uh, when I accepted the granny, I said I still didn't think it was a good choice for a single. You're not always right, so it's important to assemble a team of people who are right more often than you are. Okay. I guess that's just about the how it Incisive. became a hit. It's not really about the song itself yeah um yeah uh <laughs> I, I appreciate uh luigi capel from um the uh genius sanitation comments i love this song but it's a bit obtuse <laughs> <laughs> that's a very good bit <laughs> yeah <laughs> he's just literally stating outright everything he thinks and he's like man this is just hard to understand what's going on in this song <laughs> oh boy there is a oh uh, okay. man okay I, d- I did find a, a quote from john mayer in an interview it's it's in one of the genius annotations for the chorus <clears throat> i loved a girl a lot but she couldn't trust men this is apparently from uh storytellers vh1 and if you trace it back, it was the first man in her life she couldn't trust. I know this song sounds like I'm just sitting around the house spitballing, thinking of really lofty things to think about, but it really is the result of tracing it backwards to find out how I could possibly love this person. And the answer is, you can't, because someone else didn't before you. Uh, oh no, she's broken forever. She's broken forever. She's uh, unable to receive the perfect love the perfect of John love Mayer. Of John Mayer. <laughs> oh boy. Wow, what a tragedy. Yeah. Can you think of anything sadder? I can't. I mean, I can't. On behalf of every man looking out for every girl, this is bridge two. There are two bridges. Okay. Oh boy, this is like freaking Madison County over here. On behalf of every man, <laughs> stupid joke. <laughs> it's very stupid. On behalf of every man looking out for every girl, you are the god and the weight of her world. I guess you read that one already. Yeah. Uh, the bridges of Mayor County. Oh boy. Um, well, yeah, this is a a very disappointing song. (laughs) It's very bad. (laughs) Um, what else can we talk about for this album? Uh, I think home life is kind of interesting. Maybe we could talk about wheel. 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 I guess we could. (laughs) Um, what about split screen sadness? Is that worth talking about? It's just a breakup song. I guess so. Yeah. (laughs) 
I don't think there's anything interesting in it. It's just a boring breakup song. Two wrongs make it all all right tonight. Yeah. All right. Um. Yeah. Let's talk about. You said home life. You want to talk about? Yeah. Let's do that. Okay. Someone doesn't want to abolish the police. <laughs> <laughs> it's John Mayer. <laughs> Clearly. Uh, he's not Elton John. He's not a rocket man. He's not a nomad. Uh, but he is a house cat. So there's a lot of things that he is and is not in this song. Um, yes. I, this, this song is, is about him wanting sort of... Um, he wants a home life. He wants like a conventional... He wants a conventional uh, security of having, you know, a partner and a family. He wants to be a um, a basic suburban white guy. Yeah. And I don't know if this song is trying to say that he'll never have that um, or because he's too interesting. (laughs) (laughs) He's just too deep and artistic. That's ultimately all he wants. Creative. Uh, I don't know. Uh, see, I refuse to believe that my life's going to be just some string of incompletes, never to lead me uh, to anything remotely close to a home life. What? You want, so, I want to see the end game. I want to learn her last name, finish on a Friday, and sit in traffic on the highway. Yeah, I mean, huh, I guess. Um, so... We've got some genius annotations here. Home life has an Asian influenced melody in which John appears. To, I love it when you're on a first name what? basis with singers, which John appears to be about wanting a house and a wife and kids, but it's actually about Mayor's aversion to phoniness. Is it? I I do not think this is an Asian influenced melody. I think it sounds like a like a like a pre smartphone ringtone influenced melody. Do you want to, <laughs> do, do you want to play that sound sample? Cause that's what I it do. sounds to me. I mean, I do not think it sounds like traditional Asian music at all. Yeah. It does sound like a fucking ringtone. Yeah, I mean, I get what they're saying is like the the timbre sounds like a koto or like a zither or yeah. something. It sounds like a yoga it, ringtone, like a ringtone you'd hear at like a yoga studio in like two thousand three. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the, whatever Asian influence is there is a few degrees removed, and it sounds like a like a um, like a razor phone, yeah, like a flip exactly. phone. <laughs> um, yeah. I I don't really know what I, I don't know what to make of this make of this song. There's a there's a there's a music video here where it has like the the title in papyrus font. What? Oh no! Oh, you know what? Someone just made this. Someone oh, decided okay. to make a lyric music video uh, with papyrus font. I'm actually pretty into this. This is great. <laughs> I hope <laughs> it's hilarious. A I hope it's a joke. Yeah. Uh, I'll put a I'll put a link in the learning links. It's pretty good. Nice. Um, uh, a papyrus uh, karaoke track. 
Great. Um, I want to live in the center of a circle. I want to live on the side of a square. I used to be in my MZ now. You'll never find me because my name isn't there. That is a uh, Yellow Pages joke, I think. <laughs> wow, this song's so dated yeah. in so many ways. So many ways. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I have anything else to say about this song. I think it's interesting that he's talking about wanting something, but not with a whole lot of... Uh, conviction conviction <laughs> yeah this bridge is so bizarre i can tell you this much i'll i will i will marry just once and if it doesn't work out give her half of my stuff it's fine with me we said eternity and i will go to my grave with the life that i gave not just some melody line on a radio wave it dissipates and soon evaporates but home life doesn't change okay uh <laughs> you're 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 hopping around a little bit uh from topic to topic there um and just saying a bunch of absolutely banana stuff along the way. <laughs> You're like Frogger, but you keep finding bananas. It's some weird, fucked up video game thing. Uh, <laughs> give her half you know how Frogger is always finding bananas? That's why he's <laughs> out on that highway. Yeah, he's on Banana Highway. <laughs> uh, okay, let's, let's, let's talk about Wheel and then be done. We'll talk about wheel. Cause someone's coming home and had a single rose. And that's the way this wheel keeps working now. That's the way this wheel keeps working. Is this the sleepiest song on the album? I think it might be. It's pretty sleepy. It's the last track. Yeah. This is the second track for me. Oh, boy. <laughs> That's really weird. Yeah, it was. Um, Yeah, this is... I guess this song is kind of about, like, the the inevitability of serial monogamy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you, you know, you just partner up, and then you break up, and kind of goes back and forth forever and at the end john mayer says i believe that my life's going to see the love i give return to me mm, that's some like john lennon style bullshit um but the rest yeah. of the song is actually not bad <laughs> yeah i think this is actually kind of a well-written song tell me surprisingly speak on that go um, off. so he has this <laughs> yes i will go off um he has this kind of extended metaphor about airports um, or he uses a lot of airport imagery as well. People have the right to fly. So right from the very beginning, he uses his, like airport imagery uh, and connects it to this, the end of this relationship that he's seeing. Yeah. Um, and he's melancholy about it, but he's also like, he's accepting um, in a way that fe- he's not like blaming the other person or saying, I didn't do anything. This, this girl's just crazy and hysterical. Like he doesn't have that yeah. kind of tone in this song, which I appreciate him not having um and and this is these are kind of like good lines here people have the right to fly and will when it gets compromised their hearts say move along their minds say gotcha heart let's move it along move it along (laughs) gotcha heart gotcha heart i don't know i i think that's kind of good maybe Um, yeah sure airports see it all the time where someone's last goodbye blends in with someone's sigh because someone's coming home in hand a single rose um and then he he tries to um i don't know he doesn't really define what the wheel is i think there is precedented uh imagery in just the broader culture of like 
the wheel of time or the wheel of fortune or of circumstance. I think that's what he's trying to get at here when he says, and that's the way this wheel keeps turning now. That's the way this wheel keeps turning now. Uh, and I won't be the last to love her, um, which is not not my favorite lines of the song. Um, but yeah, there's some, there's just, there's like good imagery and it feels like deployed pretty skillfully. Uh, verse three, you can't build a house of leaves and live like it's an evergreen. It's just a season I think thing. It's a clever little, yeah. clever little thing. It's just this thing I that like seasons that. do. Yeah, that's pretty good. This maybe. Yeah. Is this the best written lyrics on the album? It might be. Mm, either that or come back to bed. <laughs> or daughters. <laughs> or daughters. Why wasn't this song of the year? Because it's boring uh, yeah. to listen to. What what do you what do you what do you make of this line? You can't love too much one part of it. He sings that a lot, which would lead me to believe that it's important. <laughs> yes. See, unfortunately, the song kind of falls apart at the end, I think, with like the John okay. Lennon style bullshit. And you can't love too much. One Is he saying you can't love one part of the wheel too much, but he's saying it in some bass backwards kind of grammar way? I think <laughs> yeah, he might Maybe be. that is it. Thank I, you. I think but that's yeah, what it's not w- well conceived. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah um, should we listen to a guitar solo? Sure. Check in on uh, John's guitar playing. Yeah. I'm on first name basis with him. Yeah, there you go. So jazzy. Yeah. yeah I, well, it's not jazzy because it literally only uses one scale the whole time, but that's okay. <laughs> like it's got a very jazzy timbre and like yes. playing approach uh, in terms yeah. of like the physicality and the tone or not. Tonality, yeah. And the but, phrase lengths, yeah. the, you know, um, different note density mm-hmm. in, uh, in different parts of the solo. Yeah. I liked it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be jazzy in order for me to like it. Or, fact, or it doesn't have to be jazz for me to like it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, yeah. I kind of I wish that we heard a John Mayer guitar solo in every song. I was kind of mm-hmm. hoping and kind of expecting that. To have a, you know... Uh, I, I'm, I'm very interested in songwriters who have that kind of approach. Mm-hmm. You know, like the Louis Armstrong approach. I'm going to sing a song, then I'm going to take a trumpet break. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, that hasn't really been the case. Yeah. Yeah. There's been like a lot fewer of them than I expected, honestly. Yeah. I, once again, we should, we should listen to a a live album at some point. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm done talking about heavier things. Yeah. Uh, Overall, I, I think the thing that I'm, (laughs) that I'm detecting is that John Mayer left to his own devices is sort of has this directionless, um, kind of like, what does it all mean? Um, kind of attitude. But then once someone else tries to hold him to account, he starts like pointing fingers, mm-hmm. especially women. And he, he stops in any, all of a sudden he has his act together and he knows what's up. 
So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, unless the song, uh, unless it's just a character in all these songs <laughs> and it isn't true to life, but I don't, I don't think that would necessarily make it to, that much better either, though. Yeah, I would think that if, if he was really self-aware, then um, the art would be pretty different. <laughs> <laughs> there would be a little bit more knowing in yes, the delivery. Exactly. So, yeah, uh, kind of, yeah, disappointing. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. I'm interested to see where he goes from here because this is, I think, I wonder if this is, like, his last super big album in terms of, like, popularity. Um, I oh, guess interesting the next point. one, I guess the next one, Continuum, sold, like, over 5 million copies. Okay. So I guess the next one is uh, is also quite popular, and maybe it's the one yeah, after he, that that kind of drops off. He He goes on to, like, be more of like a public figure outside of explicitly his music. Like he's on the Chappelle show mm-hmm. a bunch. And then obviously those interviews. So mm-hmm. yeah. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Well, all right. Well, let's, thanks. Uh, let's be done. Let's thanks stop for listening. Everyone. We'll be back next week with discussion of his, uh, I think 2005, 2006 album continuum. Uh, in the meantime, you can visit us online at boxset.website. Email us at email at boxset.website. Tweet us at Tobias Podcast. Uh, if you want to support us, you can do that in a couple different ways. One, you could go on iTunes, uh, jam those stars, type up those words, give us a review. That would be good for us. And if you want to do support even more directly, go to our Patreon at support.boxset.website. Kick us a few bucks, and you'll get access to all of our bonus materials, including a weekly mini show called What's in the Box Weekly. And uh, what do we talk about this week, Cameron? I talked about Only Yesterday, the Takahata film from uh, Ghibli Studios and you talked about what freaky with uh Vince the Vaughn uh and <laughs> Vince Von Doom and uh it came out last year and it's like a freaky friday mixed with friday the 13th um here are our opinions on that on our weekly mini show uh you can also join our discord and you should listen to Cameron's other podcast which is called Get Up in the Cool he had some uh like pretty uh surprisingly good boomers on recently oh yeah yeah they're good there's they're ones there's they're they're, they're a couple of the good ones top top shelf boomers top shelf absolutely yeah they were great (laughs) not these well boomers (laughs) (laughs) yes (laughs) that you get with your drink tickets Mm -hmm. yeah yeah uh yeah judy hyman and uh, Jeff Klaus from the Horseflies. Y'all should check out that episode. Um, uh, a great episode and, and potentially my last remotely recorded one. I just got mm. back from a little trip to Olympia, did a bunch of in-person interviews, non-socially distanced. Hell yeah. I still have their particles in my lungs, probably, <laughs> and, and vice versa. It's thrilling. Is it hard to play the banjo when you're sitting on everyone's laps at the same time and you're just like anti-distancing? <laughs> it's hard to not do that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, until next week, I've been Nathan Hunt and I'm on the banana highway. I'm, I'm Cameron DeWitt and I, mm, what, which of these should I say? <laughs> None of these are great. I have a fuse in my asshole. <laughs> That's the best I got. <laughs> <laughs> What did you choose for the episode title? 
Uh, I don't know. Maybe the bridges of Mayor County. <laughs> or maybe uh, a duck may be somebody's mother, so mothers be good to your daughters, too. <laughs> maybe it could just that's, be an extra long one. quite long. <laughs> yeah. 